0: Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the Trinity Continuum rules by Onyx Path Publishing. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes and various hijinks. All content, including names, places, events, Companies and etc., which may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. And now, on with the show. Thank you for joining us again. Another episode of the Old Ways podcast. I am normally your keeper or handler, Michael Diamond, uh, but tonight I am passing the torch and it looks like the pane of glass over to James.
1: So, uh, storyteller James, taken away. Thank you, Mike. I will gladly take it away. Tonight, we are once again sojourning into the Trinity Continuum. This time we are landing in a little port called Anima. Anima is a cyberpunk setting, a little bit future, a lot of neon glitz and glamour. And it seems like it's going to be quite a bit of fun. So before we visit the city of Cascade in all of its virtual wonders, Let's see who is, in fact, going along for the ride. Next to me at the table is.
2: Hi, this is Miranda, and I'm playing Cam Gray, a medical practitioner, though. um, It sounds like I might be a little bit shady based on my character sheet. A medical practitioner for price. Sure. Well, you know,
1: I mean, that's all doctors are medical practitioners for a price. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just uh, the price really is the part that society really puts its eye on.
2: I work on a sliding
3: scale.
1: Right, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. Next to you at the
3: table. This is Morgan. I play Ember Neon. I am an influencer, so we all know what that means. I really like all the attention, and I like making money doing it.
1: And if you can get that balance correct, it will just flow right in, won't it? Next to you at the table. Uh, Lastly, at the table.
0: Hi, this is Mike, and I am playing Rip Bonick, who is a combat specialist mercenary. He is literally a nobody, and if he died today, tomorrow, or the next week, no one would miss him.
1: There's a certain freedom that comes with that that, um, anonymity, though, right? That kind of live fast, live dangerous. And living fast and living dangerous is a good portion of what the city of Cascade is all about. Cascade is the city of the future, built shortly after the Aberrant War and the great exodus from Earth when all of the Aberrants gathered those around them, either by coercion or by force, and left Earth en masse for the stars. And the horrors of the Aberrant War finally subsided. The aftermath of society picked itself up, put itself back together slowly, but surely, And one of the first bastions of culture, of hope, the flagship of the FSA, we think of as North America, is the city of Cascade. One of the greatest pieces of technology that helped form the city of Cascade, and indeed is helping heal the wounds and put the world back together, is a little piece of technology called glass glass is a very small disk that is compulsorily inserted into the brain when you're 16. Uh, The operation is momentary. Yes, there is quite a bit of disorientation, but you barely remember that. What you do know is that you use it every day for everything, from ordering food, receiving calls, just looking at the world around you, transforming from a gray utilitarian block to colors spinning through the air and impossible landscapes. uh, I'm sorry, impossible colors around and it enriches your life and applies an opiate to your soul that helps you swallow the bitter pill that is what the world has become now, which is harder, crueler. But that's not for you to find out, is it? What you have to do is earn some money. Same old, tro- same old story, same old trade. And at that, you find yourself standing in a parking lot in a neighborhood called Richmond, built several layers tall and seemingly from end to end, a sprawling market of everything imaginable. The lights, colors and sounds of the market swirl all around you, flitting through the air. Birds fly by, singing the names of stores, products. Images of products walk by and greet you on the street, ushered along by shopkeepers as like a herd of sheep. Ritmonic, you find yourself leaning against a van. It's an older van, uh, dinged up, but the plates are good. And leaning out of the window is someone that you've worked with once before named Cam. Cam, you are fiddling with the controls this is your van it's one of the last vestiges of of things that you owned after your job loss we'll say in the last uh, place you worked
2: i mean i didn't lose it i know where it's at
1: yeah it's it's still there you didn't lose it it's just it doesn't want you around as much anymore
2: yeah screw that job anyway
1: yeah, I mean, honestly, the hours were terrible, and they asked a lot of questions. Every time something went missing, they were all like, where's it at?
2: Blah blah blah. It make a better buck on the side anyways.
1: You very much do. And in fact, that buck is what lured you to this parking lot and to your acquaintance, Ripmonic. The two of you, as I said, are in this parking lot when a cab pulls up. And uh, Ember, you were given this address by the man that hired you. Uh, or the person that hired you whose name was Scent you're not sure if it's spelled with a C-E-N-T or an S-E-N-T Scent hired you for two months of premium subscription um, glass as well as 300, uh, 300 in money which is I mean it's not terrible you could probably do better but honestly it's been a while since you've had a paid gig a sponsor as you like to think of it in the world of Influence and so you find yourself standing in a neighborhood that you're only marginally familiar with. You see across the parking lot there is a van. You were told that you would be meeting two other individuals. It seems as though there they are.
2: You're gonna wave. Over. You two were
1: both told that you would you would have one more person
2: working. Yeah, and and it's pretty easy to assume that this uh, cab shows up that this is probably our person, huh? Mm-hmm. Kind of do like a little little nod wave gesture. For them to come over,
3: yeah, I walking over. Hey, what's up, party people? Uh, hey, uh, I'll put out my hand and she uh, Cam.
2: That's my that's my name.
3: Oh, oh um, well, I'm I'm Ember. You don't know who I am. Uh, um,
1: you can make me an intelligence culture role if you want to. Ripmoniq is gonna opt
0: to fail that because there's no way. First of all, culture, <laughs> no.
2: Uh, two successes. Two successes. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. it takes you a moment, but you're like Ember, Ember, Ember Neon. Okay, you you have heard of Ember Neon? She is an influencer. Mm-hmm. She covers various things. Kind uh, of you. Haven't heard very much, but you've heard the name.
2: Yeah, I look directly at her and say, "I don't think I have." Hmm. Well, you know
3: what? Whatever.
0: What do you? What do? You, what do you
3: do? Yeah. Right. I give the people what they want. And what they want is me. More me.
0: He probably gives you a really like, screwed up facial feature look. Like he doesn't understand if you're actually speaking English or not.
3: Mm. Well, are we doing this job or are we going to sit around all day fiddling with shit?
1: He shrugs. and Get back in the van. As you get in the van and Ember, when you also head over to the van, when you get in proximity to it, A small black cat appears, uh, literally pixelates and appears between Rip and Cam on the console, the center console. Its eyes are kind of sparkly. It looks back and forth between you. It is complete glass, obviously. It looks back and forth at you.
2: Thank you for accepting the job, folks. You're helping me more than you know. The fuck? Sorry, guys, I didn't want to chance sending a direct, VS message to you guys or anything. So I thought maybe a chatbot would work better. Oh, uh, yeah, that's cool.
1: So before we continue at all mm-hmm. to really help you guys immerse yourselves in the world of Cascade and what it means to have glass implanted into you, what do your street avatar, What? what are there any changes? Do you have any, for example, Do you have any cosmetic changes that you have implemented as you can purchase them essentially as apps? They don't cost that much. So if you want pointed ears, you buy it and your glass not only produces that pattern on your visual, like when someone looks at you, but it also implants that on everyone else's glass within nanoseconds. Hmm. Okay. So that is what everyone else sees you as at as well.
0: Yeah, I think I probably look like a guy who has a um, relatively short cropped blonde hair. Uh, I wear mirror shade, wrap around sunglasses and wear a sort of a crimson red um, shirt, A-frame shirt. Um, I probably have a couple of uh, sort of a pair of, uh, I guess, bandoliers that come up, they're, they're not full on, like, I can't think of the name of this right now. Um, so they're not full on suspenders. Um, but they could be, they could look like that. I, I wear heavy, a sort of gray green pants and, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I look like.
1: Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Do you have any glass upgrades currently active For example, any glowing or subdual of your visual audio, that kind of a thing. Some people will go so far as to have incidental music and such. That's a little expensive and oftentimes a vanity thing. But when it comes to glass, literally like I think of it as phone apps applied to the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's kind of where you're at with glass. Miranda, what do you what does cam look like?
2: I think Cam would go for unassuming but trustworthy. Being a uh, medical practitioner on the side, some people don't want to come to you if you look too sketch. The only real like physical change upgrade that Cam has made is to have kind of a pale bluish gray skin with amber eyes because that looks super sweet. But otherwise, uh, blonde hair, like a really light blonde short on the sides a little longer on the top hair and other than that pretty cleanly dressed usually in some sort of long sleeve button-up tucked in dark gray or black pants so other than the kind of cosmetic skin upgrades the clothing are a little is a little more put together
1: Okay. So, yeah, you have the cosmetic skin and eye upgrades that uh, didn't cost you very much at all. It was kind of a lark purchase that you made at one point. And you woke up the next morning and we're like, oh, oh, actually, mm. Morgan, what does uh, what does Ember look like?
3: She's probably about five, six. She's got really abnormally bright blue eyes. So she's probably got the cosmetic, like the appearance upgrade for the glass. She has silver hair and it is shoulder length just a little bit above shoulder length on one side and the other side is shaved um, she's wearing black pants and then with that a, a gray cropped shirt some silver suspenders with that not like your grandpa suspenders from you know way back when but like you know let's think futuristic really stylish looking suspenders
1: right right the hip new take on, on su- the suspender concept that has come full circle.
3: Yep. And her, and her shirts, she's got to use what she has or use the glass to help, you know, <laughs> use what she, her shirt in front is a little bit, it's V cut, a little short, kind of helps with the views and, you know, gaining subscribers.
1: Yeah, Did you, uh, did you opt for the bust package? Obviously. The three of you are, yes, um, comfortably in Cam's van. Which is um, pretty well, looks to be pretty well maintained, a little beaten up on the outside, but the inside shows that Cam does take care of their vehicle, um, knowing that it is a tool with which is actually quite important for a lot of their job. Um, the cat continues on. So now that you're all here, um, the its paw, little paw comes up and taps something you can't see in a. Small map appears hovering in front of you. This is the
2: site you have to
1: pick up the object from
2: here.
1: Zooms in. It's about six blocks from where you guys are at currently. He says, This is
2: where you
1: need to go. And he scrolls twice on the map and points another dot further down in the city, all the way at the other end of two districts away. This is not going to be a, a quick drive. This is like driving across the city.
0: Okay. Well, how's your pilot cam?
2: It's pretty good. Cool. I'm a decent enough driver when I'm, I mean, I'm a decent enough driver.
1: Let's rock. The cat nods and
2: says, All right, well, thank you. And uh, the first half of your payment is already being credited to your
1: account. Each one of you gets a little pop up next to you as a small green Dollar sign icon flashes briefly in the upper left corner of your vision.
2: Sweet. I love prepayment. We'll call it a uh, carrot before the cart, so to speak. I like to incentivize the people that work for me.
1: The cat climbs up on the dashboard.
2: There is a time limit. You guys have a day, and that is it, all right? And um, be careful. Okay.
1: It turns and walks down the dashboard to the edge of the window.
3: Any questions before I go?
2: I want to
1: the box.
3: <laughs> You're not gonna face that.
1: Ugh, fuck. And it leaps out the window, the closed window, and depixelates as it does, so it just vanishes. All right, well, let's rock.
2: Papa just pop pop something on the radio, along the lines of "I want to Rock.
1: And you pull out of the parking lot, I assume, and out onto the city and the streets of Richmond. Yep.
2: That is what do we do. Yeah.
1: The district of Richmond was named after one of the four generals that led the human armies during the Aberrant War. It is, as I said, mostly a market district. There's everything from actual building stores to stalls to floating ad clouds that are not, they don't even have a physical representation. You just interact with them on your glass. It is easily overstimulating c- cacophony of sounds, sights, and real and pseudo-smells. Driving through Richmond is not a fast process. Um, after about 15 minutes, Rip, you find yourself hanging out the window a little bit, easily making eye contact with people. As Cam, you are pretty consistently laying on the horn. <laughs> but after a About a half an hour's drive, you finally managed to get out of the worst part of the foot traffic and to a series of back warehouses and storage units for the Richmond district, often referred to in local vernacular as the pantry. This is where a lot of the drones get their products from. So there's not a lot of actual sales here. This is more product storage and inventory here. Van quietly creeps through the city as it's electric, so it doesn't need to make a lot of noise. few more minutes of driving through these dark and back alleyways. You pull up outside of, it looks like an old warehouse building, and by old I mean this looks like it was built when Cascade was built years ago, and time has not been kind to it. Some of the bricks and concrete are already starting to crack, the normal blocky facade of this area is you won't say crumbling already, but definitely looking a little fringed around the edges and you bring the van to a stop.
0: All right. We need to do a little recon where we're essentially supposed to get gain access to this warehouse in some fashion, Lo- locate a package there within and then take that package across town. So I suppose we need to scope this place out.
1: All right. So you hop out of the van and begin to scope. Rip hops out of the van, uh, of course, I in a very practiced, smooth manner.
2: I said we could we could take different sides of the building too. We can split up. I and mean, there's only a few of us, so rather than letting Rip do all the recon, we can kind of divide and conquer. Take a couple different sides.
1: Yeah. You take the left side. Rip takes the right side. Ember, what are you doing?
3: Taking the door. There's the door.
1: Oh, going straight to the door? Okay.
3: Gain access,
2: check.
0: Yeah, she's, she's the face, so um, m- my plan will be to um, sort of look at an um, in- intellect larceny. That's sort of where I'm going to aim my my uh, skill pool at.
1: All right, as you go around the right side of this large, fairly dark outside building, make me an intelligence larceny. Yes, please. You may also do the same Cam, if you would like to, in int larceny as you're walking around here. Ember, you walk up to the main door and look inside, and there is one security officer sitting behind a desk inside. Go ahead and tell me your roles whenever you guys are ready.
0: I have two successes on intellect larceny.
1: All right. And I have zero. And you have zero. Okay. Well, the thing you do find, Cam, is that there is no... To your vision, there is no accessible route around this side of Mm. the building. All of the windows are very high up. None of them are very large. And the one area you thought maybe had a camera, a drone camera hovering nearby. All right. So you probably head back around, retrace your steps around towards the front. Mike, you find that there is a basement access door over here. Mm Mm-hmm that does not look like it has a security drone or or one of the old cctv cameras here you could probably use it if you could figure out how to unlock it
0: okay i will message back to cam and give them that information
1: through glass you can do a a private three-way link so you can say talk directly to cam
0: there's nothing more i would like than to have a three-way with these people
1: no i totally understand and that glass makes it happen the future's great isn't it
0: no it's fucking terrible this town needs an enema.
2: Yeah.
1: So you can even like snapshot a brief image and send it mm-hmm. to Cam, like with, with what you're oh, saying. Oh, I
0: totally do so. I will send them a picture of what I see on this side and sort of highlight a potential entry point.
2: Oh, fucking thank Christ. I haven't, I didn't see anything over here. So.
1: Okay. Ember, you hear in your glass, you hear this background chatter, but you're currently focused on. The security guard that has seen you and is now walking over to the door. He hits the unlock, the large unlock button on the side. And the door opens just a little as he pushes it out. Uh, help me, ma'am?
3: Oh, uh, hi there. I, you know, my uncle told me to come pick up the package and I just really need to get in there and get that. Can you help me out?
1: I, uh, un- Uncle Pat, what? I don't, but usually just have. Have drones? I mean, I see occasionally. He, he's he goes back and starts looking at a clipboard on the counter, scrolling through the info on the clipboard. I don't. Um,
3: oh no, huh. I I don't think you get my drift. It's a special package for my uncle.
1: Are you using a lot of quotes there? Yeah, I
3: was, <laughs> uncle. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> oh oh oh! He turns back around. He and. Persuasion Manipulation. You get a plus two enhancement if you have a skilled liar.
3: Okay. I have two successes.
1: Two successes. Okay.
3: Oh, and and James, for the folks at home and for the folks on here, can you remind us um, it's eight and more is a...
1: You have eight and up is a success, Mm -hmm. considered a success, and ten agains are if you roll a ten, you may roll it again and add any success that comes on that roll to your success pool. Is that two successes counting the t- two enhancement that you started with?
3: Oh, it was not.
1: Okay, so you had so, two more, so four total? Correct, okay, four. He, as so many have before him, buckles under the brunt of your batted lashes and your leaning against the doorframe he turns around this guy has probably not had direct verbal contact with anyone in a while let alone someone that seems to be showing him some sort of attention um i don't uh, i i i mean I, I i suppose if it's for your un- uncle he goes over and he, he kind of pushes the door open a little do you know like do you know exactly where that where the thing is he steps a little closer as if he thinks that's okay.
3: Did did Mr. Scent tell us where the uh, the package is in here?
1: He did give you the a map. data upload of, of yeah, the map okay. and door. It also at the bottom has a key code for the actual door itself.
3: Oh I yeah, I absolutely do know where it's at. Do you mind if I call my my two friends? They're gonna help me. Get this out of here for my uncle.
1: Are you glassing the other two? I am. Okay.
3: Cam, Rip, can you uh, meet me at the front, please?
1: Sure. You
0: see, you can hear like the wavering in Cam in uh, in Rip's voice. Like, is there a problem?
3: Oh no, my my good friend. What's the name of the security guard? Eugene. My my very good friend Eugene has you know given us permission to to go get my uncle's package Hmm. you hear cam
2: uh stifle a laugh
0: i didn't know you swung like that but okay whatever i mean people are people
3: it's the future
0: i'll come around um at the front of the warehouse (laughs) attempting to be nonchalant even though i mostly look like a 80s video game character all right
1: you duke Nukem your way around the corner there (laughs) that's correct Okay, <laughs> you, you show up with your large amount of guile. I, I refer to a Street Fighter here, not um, not Charm. You come about the corner. Cam comes a, just a moment before, as it seems like they were already on their way back around. So you, you get to the front door relatively at the same time. The guard seems slightly taken aback by the fact that there are suddenly two other people here, and that he seems to have... Eyes almost only for Ember. When you guys get to the front door, you find it to be unlocked. Ember is standing in the small security lobby area and the security guard is standing in front of her with his hand on the wall so that he's kind of doing that half block lean thing. Uh, Eugene is a small and sweaty man.
3: Yeah, I lean in a little bit and, you know, just kind of run my finger down Eugene's, you know, shirt. Is it okay if those two come in and, and help me? It is an awfully big package.
1: He says, uh, well, yeah, I, I guess, you know, I mean, that's if that's what you like, you know, he, he's turning like bright red. He's doing everything in his power to try to think of something witty and failing just absolutely miserably. So you, you cam and Rip step into this little area. It seems as though Ember has this guy dangling on the on a string. What are you guys doing?
0: I, I look at Cam and sort of do something which some cultures might seem as a wink, but likely looks just like facial twitches.
2: Mm-hmm. Cam gets a good laugh out of that.
1: You guys head through the security area while Ember is tied up with security. I mean,
0: if she seems to have his complete and undivided attention, if he is standing at attention for her. I'm going to do my best just to move past him.
1: You slide on past with barely a notice as Eugene is taken with the idea of that he has talked to a woman. While Cam and Rip slide by and into the stairwell proper and head up the, uh, to, the to the elevator area and up to the third floor, which is where the package seems to be, Ember, how are you extricating yourself from this situation? Do, do 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 tell.
3: Oh, I um, I see that Cam and Rip have headed down the hall, and I look at Eugene. You know, I'd love to stay and chat longer. I'll I'll hit you I'll hit you up on my way back out and get your uh, get your uh, contact information, and I boop him on the nose a little bit.
1: Okay, that boop he gets very red and and very quickly goes and sits down behind the the security desk and starts looking for something to write his information down on and by the time he looks up and hands it to you you're already through the security door
3: oh i'm running down the hall <laughs>
1: sliding between the 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 closing elevator doors as the other as rip and cam are standing there extremely bemused looks on their faces
3: Listen, we need to find another way out of this place because I can't go those, through those fucking doors up there. I can't get that guy's contact. Oh my god, they saw me in public with him.
1: Ember, you get a uh, incoming an incoming message from an unknown message source. It's from a, a nearby sender, so and it's um it's a series of emojis.
3: Is it the eggplant mm-hmm. emoji?
1: No, oh, among others. Ember's head slumps for a moment, face buried in hand.
3: Oh, damn! They found me. All right, we'll I'll block them when we get out of here. I, yeah, but we need to find somewhere else to get out of here from. Like, we need another door. I can't.
1: You really are an influencer. Mm. Elevator door opens on the third floor. This storage garage-like atmosphere stretches out down the hallway here. Long hallway of identical doors on either side that just have symbols on the front that are to be scanned with glass that relate to the information of whoever is currently renting that unit. All
0: right here, kitty, 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 kitty. I sort of like begin moving through the, the space thinking that like the cat will lead us to where the package is. And
3: Well, we have a door number, right? Are we, did we hit that? Are we there?
1: You bring up the door number and it takes you a moment to orient yourself. Rip actually finds it first because he was he was the first off the elevator and to orient himself. He's not the closest to it, but he points, walks across an, an aisle and turns a corner and you hear him bang on a door once. You uh, scroll to the, or not scroll, but you go to the bottom of the message and there is a four-digit security number on the message you were sent from the cat. There is a numerical keypad next to the door.
0: Okay. I guess put the put the code into the keypad.
1: It thinks for a moment, and finally the light turns green, and you hear the door unlock as Cam and Amber come up behind you. Inside this unit is a dark gray metal box. As box is a weird term for it. It's kind of an it is definitely a rectangle of about three feet wide by about four feet long by about four feet high. It has various pieces of small machinery attached to it that seem to be forcing various energy and such through the device. There's a small closed window to look inside whatever this unit is. You're guessing this is it. It looks pretty complex.
0: Mm. Well, I, I we were not paid to care what's in the box. We're just paid to move it. Exactly. Is this thing strapped down, or is it just sitting in here?
1: It's just sitting in here. The only thing that's keeping it in here is that there are like three cables attaching it to various um, apertures in the wall that look like for electricity and/or ventilation.
0: Mm. Can you think we're all right to move this?
2: Um, mean they wouldn't have sent us here if we weren't all right to move it.
0: Okay. Uh Rip's gonna sort of just scratch his chin and try to consider whether or not he can move this thing? Like weight-wise?
1: Sure.
2: Is it going to be a team effort? Is this going to be a two-man carry? Or?
1: Rip, you you kind of look at it for a moment and eye it up and down. Go over and, and uh, do the experimental couch heft to see yep. how heavy it is. You know, you lift it just a little and it's going to be two of you, but it won't be too taxing with two of you.
0: Okay. All right. Cam, grab the and we'll just, I guess, pivot it out this way. Yeah.
1: You two grab it and you heft it up and begin pivoting it. Um, as you lift it up, the three cables that were attaching it unplug. A series of lights on the top of the device activate and you see a little panel that says battery mode active 100%. Oh,
3: sh-
2: shit. Um, well, oh well, no, we knew that was going to happen. I think.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it, we just got to get it across town.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, that's probably why we said we had to do it today. Right.
1: So you to begin hefting this uh, hefting this device out into the hallway. By the time you get back to the elevator door, your fingertips are turning white and you're starting to get that cramps on the ends of your fingers kind of thing. You know, cramps in your hands. Like, I, I got I to put it down. I got to put it down.
3: In the room that we were in, James, is there any, like, carts or anything like that?
1: You don't see one here, but as they're moving it down the hallway, you do see one in looks like a corral at the far end of the hallway.
3: No, oh, I go run and, and grab that and bring it, bring it back.
1: All right. So by the time you guys get basically to the point where you have to put it down from weight, which is, by the way, this thing probably weighs about 150, 160 pounds, maybe. Maybe a little more between the two of you, it is still not light at all. When Ember comes and it saves the day by putting a rolling cart underneath it as you have to put it down. Ooh, wow, this thing's heavy. My athletics roll, please, from both of you.
2: Not my strongest, two successes.
1: 10s roll again, yes. Yes, they do, 10 again, definitely. Okay. So Miranda
0: has two- successes
2: two. for Cam. Yep.
0: Uh, I have seven.
1: Total? Okay, so Cam, you are the one that has to put it down. You're about to, like, when, and you take your hands off of it and realize that it actually hasn't been put down on the cart yet, and that Rip slowly lowers (laughs) it down onto the cart without a problem. You are moving this as Rip sets it down on the cart. Rip, it's not heavy for you, it's more awkward. Mm -hmm. That awkwardness is when you set it on the cart, it it sets down just a a little cockeyed. And one of the battery packs becomes detached, but loose.
3: Is there a panel on it, James, with a timer?
1: When that battery panel comes, or when that one battery pack comes loose, the 100%, which is now 99%, drops to 62%.
2: What did you do?
0: I, I didn't do anything. I don't think. Fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. I say sort of get the cart prepared to move. Let's go. Let's go.
1: You get it onto the elevator. Do you correct the battery pack as it goes, or do you leave it as is until you have a chance?
0: No, no, I'm going to try to correct the battery pack as I go. Okay.
1: You two get onto the elevator, and Rip reaches down and just gently pushes the battery pack back up into the device. The battery percentage jumps back up to 98%, and the whole thing then shuts off briefly. And then you hear a boom, 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 boom as it restarts. It looks like maybe uh, pushing the battery back in caused it to reboot. you sure that's okay, though. Okay, should be fine.
2: Yeah, I guess.
1: The program that it seems to be running, it doesn't look like it stopped running at all. Whatever it's doing, whatever it's processing, because it is making a very, now that you're in the quiet elevator, a, a low humming sound. What more concerns you is the window on the top slides open, and you see inside a smooth ivory, almost porcelain material with a small swooping lines on one side that form a picture of maybe a swan or a bird in flight, and after just a second, Rip, you realize you're looking down at a tattoo on someone's neck or maybe their upper shoulder. Oh, that's weird. Is that a tattoo? The window that opens reveals a frosty pane of glass. When you instinctively reach out and rub your hand over the pane of, of glass, it wipes away a, a thin rime of frost. And you can see more clearly inside, and that is very clearly a tattoo on a neck, as you see just the very bottom of an ear as well. The fucking head.
2: What the, what the hell? We're picking up a uh, thing? A living thing? I guess. Is there a body in
1: here? Are the three of you poking and looking in the window even more, I assume?
2: Yes, I imagine the view from inside the window is just all three of our faces shoved together to look into it.
1: Three confused and uh, looking cyber individuals looking into this window and seeing indeed that this is a, a the head and neck of a person. They're adult sized, but not a very large person. Their skin is very pale. Their ears pierced, from what you can see, and they are nude. Of a more feminine build, we'll put it that way.
2: I mean, I didn't, I didn't get into this business to to, to uh, transport humans. Well, not, I mean, I didn't get in this business to transport living things.
0: I mean, you drive me around all the time.
2: Frozen living things. You're thought out. You can, you you consent.
1: That's true. Either, either way, let, let's get this the fuck out of here. Elevator reaches the ground floor.
2: Mm -hmm. Boom.
1: The doors open. Ember, you. When the doors open, you are greeted with the thought of this is now the point where you three now need to find a different way out because the only other way out is at the main doors.
3: Did our cat? Has
1: not reappeared.
2: Rip spotted that one spot that we maybe get in from. Maybe we could get out of that spot that Rip spotted. Yeah. Yeah. It's a.
1: He did spot a spot.
0: Yeah. Listen, if it's not going to be an ingress, it could be an egress.
1: That's true. Come see the Great egress. Rip, are you leading the cart and the other two to the door that you spotted earlier?
0: I know where it's at. I might as well go. There's a hole there. We can go
1: through it. Alright. You get to the door. It is locked from the inside, so getting through the door is not a problem. It does seem like there's an alarm sticker on it, as in when you hit this door, it's going to set off the interior or the internal alarms for the building.
0: Mm. I look at Cam and then look back at A really hot chick who's here listen as I said Rip's not the most put together person and I say how how much do you like Eugene anyway
3: do we uh, can we you Cam can you uh, jerry rig the security panel so it doesn't go off when we go go out the door
2: well I'm a doctor not an engineer
3: oh shit
2: (laughs) I mean I can
1: give it a try real quick if you want (laughs) a cunning technology roll
0: That is,
1: two. Two, okay. Rip regards the door, squats down, looks at the security system and everything, and then with a great deal of finesse and technical know-how, reaches up and pulls the power cord out of the alarm system. Just forcefully yanks it out of there. There's a spark or two, and the lights on this end of the building do go out, but no alarms go off.
3: Hmm. Well, I'm impressed,
1: you guys are now heading out of the door, I assume, as Rip can now push the door open without a problem. Yes. All right. You get the box to Cam's van, and between the two of you, I will make you roll again. Between the three of you, honestly, with Ember, with you know, you manage to get the box just barely into the back of the van with enough room for the three of you to still get in and, and drive a bit. As you get into said van and begin to pull out, you see a pair of headlights on the far side of the parking lot turn on in the dim and pull out behind you.
0: I think we got company.
1: All three of you immediately notice this as it's the only thing that, the only set of headlights that you've seen here.
2: Fuck is what Cam says. Better strap in, gang. Buckle, buckle up.
0: Buckle, buckle your, I buckle my straps. I actually, probably pulls on his suspenders. Okay, snap, snap. Likely a little too excited.
1: <laughs> uh, so Rip seems uh, happy and plucky. Ember, what are you doing?
3: I'm sure there's like an oh shit bar the side of this van, so I'm grabbing that on the inside and holding on for dear life because I can't pretty up this fake face that I got going on here.
1: Right. And Cam, you, I assume, crank up the tunes and hammer down? Yeah. All right. So, uh, Rip, <laughs> uh, Rip grins, snaps his suspenders once, and begins looking back out the window at the car behind you. Ember takes, uh, grabs hold of the, the oh shit bar and hunkers down. While you're hunkering down, you can see that the, uh, panel on the device is now at 81%. Ember?
3: Well, this, this battery sucks ass. Listen, folks, we are at 81%. It's like it's heaven, like having a plug-in all over again.
1: Whatever it is doing, other than keeping this person alive, it is consuming quite a bit of power.
3: God, people just suck the life out of things.
1: It's true. So, Cam, you lay the hammer down and begin peeling wheels through the streets. The benefit of having a electric vehicle like this is that it is all go and you do you are whipping through traffic here along the outer the actual outer traffic lanes not the foot traffic you had to drive through earlier for the other two of you that are not behind the wheel to call this a harrowing series of moments would really do a disservice to everything else that's ever been harrowing as cam takes chances in traffic that you would never have taken she gets much closer to vehicles than you would ever comfortably do in a while driving. Cam, I need you to make me a dexterity pilot roll, please. The car is right on your tail the whole time, by the way, this vehicle that's behind you. It looks to be a dark sedan tinted windows. This is not a low-end car. This is a very mm-hmm. high-end, very expensive vehicle.
2: Dex pilot.
1: Okay. While Cam is making a dex piloting role, Rip and Ember, what are your current actions in the back of the van as it's oscillating back and forth on the highway as Cam rapidly switches lanes and weaves through traffic?
0: I look over at Ember and say, I gotta tell you, I never thought I'd be in a place like this with a person like you.
3: Listen, big boy, if we survive this, I'll take you on a date later.
0: I don't, I don't think Rip knows how to process that,
3: and so he just... I'm trying to help keep the, the box steady back there, you know, and, and I'm yelling up, to Kay, hey, hey, if you could just not kill us on the drive across town, that would be fantastic. My car doesn't make the noises, but
2: Cam does occasionally go. Vroom.
1: Very nice. Vroom. Cam's adding noises as we as yeah, drive. Um, because
2: that's cool. Uh, two successes
1: two successes. Fantastic. Okay. You are just white knuckle in traffic here, like really cutting it to the live in wire edge as you are flowing through traffic. You're a leaf on the wind. As you turn a corner to a sharp right, your rear view mirror on the side actually explodes into little pieces as you hear a gunshot ring out from behind you. Another one breaks the back window. Back passenger side window it doesn't hit anyone, but now two bullets have gone into the vehicle as you are driving.
2: What? What the fuck? I just got those fixed.
0: All right, all right. I put my hands up. I'm, I'm, I'm getting my gun.
2: Now you're getting your gun.
1: You unload your, your very favorite weapon. I'm sorry, your second very favorite weapon.
0: Yeah. Well, well, I mean, maybe first. I don't know. I, I don't really. I don't. So I don't really. Ha- <laughs> I don't really have any um, weapons listed on the character sheet. So. I'm gonna. Ass- I'm going to assume that he has some sort of, sure, um, some sort of, we'll just say automatic rifle. Um, okay. That he 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 stands up in the back of the van, and you can see from his height and build that he sort of braces himself against the, the top of the vehicle, and then he pulls open a, a locker that is on the, the bolted to the wall, and he gets gets out this gun, and then he'll head back to the back double doors of the van and just kick one of them uh, open, just sort of open one of them, use the other one as, a, as cover. He will uh, prepare to aim.
1: Fantastic. All right. So you make me a automatic weapon. Are you using a glass app for targeting as well?
0: Yes, absolutely. So I do have the glass app, uh, the, the targeting app, and then I'm also going to spend an inspiration point um, for sharpshooter. Okay, fantastic. I also have that gift as as well. All right. And so if I, with Sharpshooter, if I do gain a critical, then getting, buying criticals after rolls are a little cheaper for me. Right,
1: right. Okay, so yeah, go ahead and make the roll. Cam is weaving through traffic and I assume is doing their best to trying to keep the vehicle as steady as possible for... Rip's purposes, or are you like Rip can deal with it himself I'm driving dodge,
2: I gotta weave, I gotta okay. weave and dodge <laughs> Got you. Fucking, he, he can shoot a gun Lead, lead the other car It's fine <laughs> Got
1: you. I like the idea that Cam is complaining the entire time Oh yes, it's yelling and profanity And road rage And learn to
2: fucking, fucking drive Shoot better, oh my god
0: Actually that's a really good shot Oh my god, that's a really good shot So six
1: Okay So you wedge yourself in this door frame as the door, the back door of the van swings open. You grab the oh shit bar with one hand and you just depress the trigger with the other and unload directly into the windshield of this car behind you. The cars on either side of it swerve away in traffic. They go to the outer two lanes as this is a five lane interchange here. The car behind you takes six seven shots directly across the hood and the windshield and begins to slow dramatically as the headlights start to flicker and the car dies dropping into the distance rapidly that was a damn good shot you you almost wish you had gotten that one and you had been recording uh that because that was (laughs) something you want to show people at the bar later
0: i'll yell so somewhat meekly out the back of the van sorry
1: They accept your apology as the car drifts down into the distance. As the car dwindles into the distance of the red glow of the taillights and you swerve further into the city of Cascade, the bright lights swallow the van and you lose yourself to the anonymity of the city briefly in hopes to get this package where it needs to go. And on that note, I'm going to bring it to a close for tonight. So I'd like to thank my players. I would like to thank our Patreon backers, because without you, none of this you know, really happens as well as it does. I'd like to thank you, our listeners, and most of all, I want all of you to
3: have a great night. Thank you.